that is a form of struggle that only some people get at least early on right yeah and life is gonna hit us all in the mouth eventually it's just a question of when really because yeah everybody in, in this room everybody's parents are gonna die probably before we die yeah and if it's the other way around that's even more tragic probably so never know though yeah right <laughs> <laughs> see how things go <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait okay so can you hear me from from this no i can't no i'm kidding I okay can. you're cool. fine that's why hello <laughs> hello and welcome to another episode of questionable answers <laughs> where the questions are answerable and the answers are questionable once again i came up with that so that is correct yes yeah just for the listeners who are new i, I want i want to make my claim Natalie is sitting in the passenger seat right now, along with Kyle Shevich. I'm just here for the ride. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Are you guys ready? I'm. I'm ready. Nice. How what are you? How are you guys feeling about the uh, the state of the country? Wait, wait, Jesus. wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. Hey. We, we first have to announce this is uh, Hayden's birthday. It yeah, is. Hayden's yeah. birthday. This was very last minute. We just had a. A little fire and we came in and thought we'd start one so yeah, yeah. man birthdays are always weird you know it's weird like planning a party for your own birthday well and you didn't plan anything no. and i get really stressed out from birthdays and for those who don't know i'm his girlfriend so like i have an obligation sorry okay i have an obligation <laughs> as a girlfriend you know by society to like do something and even though hey didn't like it, expect anything i was actually stressed out today because i was like i need to make sure that all this happens and i actually plugged to michael bushu who was on a previous ep um <laughs> he and i were uh, dming over instagram trying to figure out like a video that i could show hayden because he misses his friends back home and they all sent yeah. videos in which was really cool and very fun but anyway so like i was super stressed about making it a good because you know, birthdays it's if they go unnoticed it's a sense of like i'm not important my day right. of birth wasn't important and like it's sad because some people it's not that big of a deal but that's how they grew up but then they get into the real world and see how big of a deal it is for other people and i feel like they question if that means that they're less loved is that just me no no that's definitely not just you and okay. i feel like a lot of famous people have these big kind of shows for their birthday what do you mean you know like like especially if you have a lot of influence like people people come out and pre perform for this man's birthday because they have a lot of power mm -hmm. oh uh, yeah i see people I have a lot of money especially in the yeah. music industry mm -hmm. like people's birthday parties are crazy well i think it's i've never really it's a way to noticed. flaunt money too i think right you know we're gonna have this crazy big party and lot, lots of women lots of mm -hmm. alcohol lots of drugs yeah sorry i interrupted you but i was trying to say the usually it's the person's whose birthday it is is funding all of that oh you yeah, know yeah that's like that's the, the crazy thing. part that's is it's not uh, someone throwing it for them it's usually them being like i'm gonna invite all these people to my house mm -hmm. regardless of if i like them or not but they get to do whatever the fuck they want and then oh sorry they get to do what they want can you cut that out it's fine no you can curse okay <laughs> unless you want to know sorry mom <laughs> gina and craig you know they tune in so that's right yeah um anyways yeah so i don't know I think, um, uh, yeah, another birthday, another year, 20. I feel like every year there's some sort of uh, significance. You know, 18, you're an adult, 17, rated R movies. That's true. 
19, there's nothing. You can drink in Canada. That's 20, about it. 20, 18, nothing. you can drink in Canada, bro. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Literally everywhere but the U.S. So 19, no significance. 20, double did. Like, you're not a teenager anymore. 21, you can Avoided drink in the U.S. Avoided teen pregnancy. I'd say that's a win. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That is a big win. That's a good mm-hmm. point. That is a big win. I think uh, well, we haven't avoided many it soldiers have fallen to the teen oh, pregnancy trap. Yeah. You never know. We could have some kids across. The- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Especially you and Hayden. Oh. Some kids out there that we don't know of. Oh, that's true. I, wasn't, I thought you were saying you and Aiden, and I was like, I thought you were 20. And then I was confused. It's fine. Hey, I'm 20. I, from what a, so you guys mind. will we not won't. avoid teen pregnancy we'll together. We don't have to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you got to live that, you know, you got to live that Genghis Khan lifestyle. You know, you're traveling across right. nations. You know, you're, you're, uh, you're, fertis- you're fertilizing the land with your, with your influence. Literally. With your eggs. No, wait. <laughs> Oops. You know, just think, you know, 20 years from now, you might run into your kid randomly and you're like, oh, you look kind of like me. And right. All of a sudden you're like, oh. And he's like, fuck you. Maybe he is me. <laughs> one time in Puerto Rico. And then you realize, oh shit, it's a mirror. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, um, I was going to ask something and then I forgot. So give me a second. Go on to something, but we're going to come you. back to something else. Okay. Totally. Okay. Back to my original question. Oh, oh, I, I remember. I remember. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. So with 20, so you were saying all of these things that are like markers of each birthday, right? Yes. So I thought to myself, oh, I want to ask him this. What is something I feel like every year, even though I have that marker, there's also a thing in my head that I'm like, 20 is the year when I'm going to do blank. Or like this Definitely. is going to happen for me within this year. And a birthday is kind of like another, like you have the new year, which is like, ooh, like I got a fresh start. And then if you finish school or like the first day of school, fresh start. Like it's like a societal fresh start, like a reboot for everybody. So what's yours for your reboot of Hayden Weiss's birthday? Oh, my goodness. The pressure's on. Yeah. I'm even pointing for people who can't see. Oh. I'm like pointing at him like, tell me. I don't know. I think uh, with any milestone, like way to measure a milestone, I feel like it's just a reminder that the clock is ticking. Like really, That's we all have negative. a limited. No, it's positive because it gets your it's butt moving in a direction. Oh, I guess I know? didn't see which approach you're taking to the t- the clock is ticking. Oh, Peter Pan. That's right. That crocodile, he's chasing you. I, I that creds to George, Jordan Peterson, Doctor Jordan Peterson. He was giving an analogy in his uh, video clip, uh, this is a plug, uh, facing your fears on YouTube. But basically saying that we, as a society, go on this. I'm sorry, I totally cut you off. Can I continue the story? Do you mind? Okay. So as a society, each individual is um, basically, he started off with explaining King Arthur and how the knights at the round table went to go find the Holy Grail. For people who don't know the story, the Holy Grail is just this this valuable thing. And where do you go to find this valuable thing? That's like, you know, it's like gold. It's nothing anyone can just pick up and they need it for whatever reason. And it's a, it's a symbol of like something that's intangible. Yet, if you go on the hardest journey, you'll find it. So all of the knights go look, stare into the forest and each takes the point of most darkness to them. Meaning, right. whatever that means, that could mean the same path for two individuals, and that's different for others. And that's he was saying that that's how 
as a society, we've grown up with stories and tales like Peter Pan and all these things that represent the bigger idea that you are facing your fears. And if you're willing to go down the path of like potential, it's going to be scarier, but in the end, you're going to achieve like more, you have all, you have the freedom to achieve whatever you want. And so Peter in Peter Pan, it's hook and his is that he's avoiding that fear. And so he's constantly anxious and like, uh, projecting that elsewhere onto Peter Pan because he can't just like face his fears, whatever that may be. That would be a lot of, you know, analyzing. But then he's being chased by the crocodile, you know, with the ticking clock. And that's death represented in that story. Well, there are two things, like, there are several things that Jordan Peterson especially and people who I believe despise, like, are, are, are traits that people despise of Jordan Peterson's, meaning that, like, people on the left are attacking this man for a few reasons. You know, and but he gets a few things absolutely correct. Totally. He bases it off science and facts, and that right. from his findings, and that because I think we need to pursue a version of the truth. Like we, yeah. and and his whole message is okay. Like you can't be whatever you want to be, and that's a Christian message too. It's like bear your burden, bear your cross. Yeah. Like really, and that's a religious message. That's a scientific message. It's yeah. it's like really what are we we're finite life forms but we can deposit there are there are true principles that lie within his teachings but yeah he, he also he's not trying to like swing one way or the other so not right or left he's just going off of what he has found in and that's his what own i respect findings. that's what i respect the most yes and he's like i'm not right or left like I, this is just what i have found and what i have researched and what i've read and that's what I find interesting about him. I think people skip over that part mm -hmm. too because then they're like, you're just projecting and it's like, well, no, and everyone can share an opinion but they don't have to constantly be like, this is just what I believe based on my right. research. Like yeah. no one talks like that yeah. but once you become famous, it's like, you you, you are taking advantage of all this and I'm a very uh, socially left-minded person but in a lot of People I have, a lot of women don't agree with Jordan Peterson because of the things that he says about women biologically. And um, with the research that I've done, I'm like, I think it's just, it's a, it's like when you go to a therapist, you need to find a therapist that speaks your language. He's just, he knows that he's just another guy that's helping yeah. people towards a truth that he finds very important, whatever that may mean. Like love is something you need to cherish and something you need to fight for it's the root of certain things i i mean that's what i think he tries to share is like faith love and all those important and those principles are the more, i feel like those are the more foundational principles of jordan peterson than the ones of like the false claims of misogyny or like totally they, and i like and and those are those are the a lot of the stances that people are taking to chop him down right he's and not it, sexist at all i mean yeah he has a daughter and like a, yeah. a very like successful wife and i think that the biggest thing is he's just a, a another voice that speaks more towards the analytical minded mm -hmm. like and i think that's why men specifically yeah. find a connection with him yeah. because he and he puts his videos primarily out on youtube which is like a male-dominated platform, yeah. essentially, because it's like 80% of people who use YouTube are male. So they're more likely to find the videos in the first place, which could play into it. Who yeah. knows? And I think as long as, I mean, people can get inspired by, I mean, there are people that claim that their inspiration for what they're doing in life is based on, 
Jesus Christ and they're not doing good things. But just because someone says like, oh, I listen to Jordan Peterson and I really look up to the things he says doesn't mean, oh, I believe in this specific speech when he said this. Like, you no. know, but people do cherry pick facts like yeah. now more than ever when we're living in mm -hmm. an age of so much confusion and turmoil. It's like there's no there's no absolute version of the truth anymore. People are claiming that science is used as propaganda to fuel their argument. People are saying that things that we view as fundamental truths to like who we are and our place and how we should seek out the right thing. It's all muddled. There's a left-leaning news source. There's a right-leaning news source. And if right. we're getting false stories, if we're getting false represent representations of how things unfold, we're never going to be able to piece together a reality that makes sense. Well, and that's the problem with the news right now. It's like, so you have the left and the right, and each one has their own agenda. And it's like, let's fuel the right and let's fuel the left and see, like, let's just watch them collide. And the thing is, that's what gets them views, and that's why they want to do it more. Definitely. So it's just like, let's hate more. Like, that's literally all it is. Like, let's get the right to hate the left and the left to hate the right. And it just creates this massive just clusterfuck. Well, you were the one who put me on the, uh, was it this Social Dilemma, which is a documentary on Netflix. That's and I watched the first half of it. That's... It's it's like, and then like you haven't seen the second half too, which it's it goes into more of how other countries affect what we do. So like they said like, um, like for example, like Russia will put out um, information on Facebook about like, hey, let's have like a riot in this place or they'll fuel certain things and it they trace the ip back to russia but we do it to other countries in the same way that they do it to us interesting so, and and the whole thing about like like other countries meddling in our elections is true mm. but the thing where people get it wrong is they don't have an agenda of who they want to win it's more of they just want to see the downfall of the country so they're just going to mess up and they're going to throw in these random things that, to make people go crazy and fight each right. other. And that's all it is. They want chaos in the other country. Because the ego is so big here. It is. And it's funny to watch to other people because they've found that next level of enlightenment of like, not all of them per se, but a little bit more so. And like, because we're such a material based, efficient based country that it's, it's kind of sickening. Yeah. Like we've lost the beauty of a lot of things that aren't even creative based you know so we are in the middle of like a divide in our country for a lot of foundational reasons and i think one of them is the idea of are we a nationalist country in the sense that we secure america's needs above everyone else's or are we heading because a lot of people are advocating for more of like a universal approach and they said idea of like unified nations and we can all abide under this like decent common law, but that's a fantasy. It won't work. It would never Especially work. when it's a melting pot like here, you know. I mean, and those are well. America is good for that reason because we let in people who want to are individualistic. That's true. We are. We strive for what we think we deserve, and if we succeed, we succeed, and if we don't, we don't. And we live in this society where capitalism rules that. And then there's other foundational differences from like Russia or China where they abide by like completely different rules and regulations for how things flow and how things are regulated. It's 
there's a reason that we are to where we're at and everybody looks at America the way they do. And I don't think we should change that. And right. we need to keep our morals and our ideology, what we have throughout this. And that's what makes America great. And I think we just can't, we, we got to look at the bigger picture, but it, it's so divided right now. You, like, what do you do? Right. I would say as a human race, though, we need to just be better in general. I think we've lost a sense of suffering. Like, we're so, mm. like, we're becoming more efficient and more comfortable as, like, a whole. And that's good. But I think that there's just certain things that are creating, like, I the first thing that comes to mind is just, like, social media and the, like, that that's a part of the whole like I, I look when I hear like oh look at the USA and then look at all these other countries I'm like that's so arrogant to think that everyone's looking up to us when in reality like I don't think they care as much as we think they do because within their realm of reality their reality is all they know and sometimes that's okay for them because they don't know what they're missing you know I, I, does this make any sense? No, and we will prioritize our, our regular personal lives over trying to figure out how these complex, complex systems really work. Yeah. And so a, in a democracy, which is good, we all get a say, but half of our says don't mean shit because we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. True. The, yeah. Like the education level in America, it's horrible. Oh yeah. I barely know what I'm talking about and I'm going to college. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like totally. And a part of other countries that like something that they prioritize is a lot of other countries in a lot of other countries students take a gap year between high school and college. It's more common than going straight to college because people in your Euro- in Europe believe that you need a year of kind of like quote unquote suffering like traveling the world, experiencing scary things and like being on your own before you're stuck in like a dorm where you're studying and all that stuff because it forces them to really question like, what do I want out of life? And a lot of them do that for that reason. And then they go back to school and it's way more effective because they have the passion and the drive to push them through these next three years or four years of their life. Okay, so there's something interesting there. And I think as a society in america primarily but really everywhere we've sort of delayed adolescence so like before if in like the 1800s or the 1900s if you're 18 you're out of the house you're an adult like you're you're completely cut off and now we have this like you know you can remain under your parents roof and i put quotes around that roof because it's like you're not literally under their house but they're still oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. supporting you and paying for you and helping you out with college and institutions that keep you afloat. And that can last until undergraduate, graduate. Graduate school, yeah. And totally. beyond that. I'm I'm definitely an example of that. I mean, I yeah. have, I have a I'll be totally open about that. I I have a college fund and once it's up and it's like a decent amount and uh once it's up, it's up. But I still, I, I had that from the moment I was born, which is very, it's, which is a huge privilege for me. Um, and then it's, it's basically start up my life so I can use it with an undergrad, graduate school. And like, usually when you're in graduate school, you get paid to do what you're doing. So that's like basically like my startup fund. And some people don't, don't get that. And then they're paying off loans. They're paying off. And I mean, I go here for NDSU is like the reason why I'm in the butt crack Fargo is because it's so affordable, but for people for other students 
this is this is their big money school you know yeah that, that's and that's something i've been really struggling with to understand like to kind of slap myself in the face a little bit you know yeah because I, I don't know that type and i won't know it until i really feel it that is a form of struggle that only some people get at least early on right yeah and life is gonna hit us all in the mouth eventually it's just a question of when really because yeah everybody in this room everybody's parents are going to die probably before we die yeah and if it's the other way around that's even more tragic probably so never know though yeah right <laughs> <laughs> see how things go <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't know i think um yeah we don't want an interstellar Oop. Oh. spoiler alert <laughs> yeah. sorry right all right all right all right all right all right <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody uh, doing here? Matthew McConaughey <laughs> came out with a uh, he came out with a a thing on Spotify where it's like an hour of him doing. He's like, all right, this next song it's for all you people out there in the rut, all, all you people <laughs> out with frequency. You know, you, gotta, you that know that he was just comes out of whack. Having this a group. one's for you. I love Matthew McConaughey. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. Like I no one else he... is like him. You said he's very religious right he's very religious. he's very religious i had no idea but i i think the way he presents religion is not like it's it's very palpable Which, and that's what what's I like. that mean like it's very easy to like okay like i can see what you're saying oh it's very i easy see to understand and get behind i feel like that's well something that came to my mind with the election especially my biggest problem i have i do not care who you support because in reality i just care that you're able to talk about it and talk what you believe in, regardless of if it's, you know, um, a controversial um, social issue or if it's, you know, who you want to vote for or if it's religion. Like, I had a huge turnoff to religion throughout all of high school because of friends that I had that were just basically Jesus freaks. Not Jesus mm. freaks, but, you know. Yeah but treated me like crap and I didn't understand and I was like if that's what the representation of the Christian life is I don't want to be associated with these people because they broke my heart and then once I got out of that mindset really when I met Hayden when you talked about being a Lutheran but also like having your own beliefs and like teaching me a little bit about like what do the stories mean through Jordan Peterson as well I was like oh like there's there's a beautiful I brainwashed her there's a there's a <laughs> I am an kidding. outcome of questionable answers. Um, it's a questionable answers mind molded. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, but it I I was able to take a new perspective because you weren't you know pushing that onto me as a belief I have to have. It Definitely. was just sharing insight. It's just, it's just an opportunity to like. There's always going to be false representations of an ideology. Right. You know, and if you if you only focus on the toxic ones that haven't succeeded, then you're not going to get a full picture of like the real beauty that you can find from old things. Yeah. Like just because something's old doesn't mean it's inherently bad. The opposite's true. If it's old, it's proved itself over the course of lifetimes. Yeah. So that makes it more true. Yeah. And I think there's just it, it, it's the willingness to sit down and share knowledge and not get your ego in the way i mean definitely like kind of when you were explaining hunting to me kyle mm -hmm. when i mean there's a lot of people that would immediately be like anti-guns shut shut it down and it's like you know i 
in high school, I led one of those rallies, you know, mm -hmm. like anti-guns. But yeah. as as but, you explained it, there's 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 so much gray area everywhere, you know. Yeah. And it's and a blanket statement like that, in in my experience, and this is where I get into drawing a line, sort of politically. And five years ago, I would have drawn a completely different line because I went to those rallies too, and I'm like, no, this is a cause. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I support this. I support change. Like I'm about it. Totally. Uh, like anti-guns walk out during school and I went to it. Yeah. But I now I don't those. know if I would, because we, we use blanket statements like no guns. It's like, okay, what does that mean? I brought you to a gun shooting range. You did. You did. And that was an experience in itself because yeah. nobody gets the experience of really holding a gun and shooting it. No one. Yeah. Besides people who are around guns and they support it because it's like, this is a tool. We have to treat it like a tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's respect there, responsibility, and it's not this thing to be. I, I there there's so much gray area, you know. Like I think there should be a bunch of like regulations around that. But mm -hmm. uh, Kyle, I bet you're someone who like went through like when you were being taught like this is a gun. There's like like there's a lot of safety you probably went through, and you wouldn't fuck around with that in front of like like it's not where you're like, hey guys, like go check out my no. gun. Like you take it seriously, and it's. Oh yeah, I, I've been yelled at a couple times for specific things I've did with a gun. <laughs> just you know th there's certain safety things that What'd like especially oh uh well it was when i was younger you know if you don't point the barrel at the ground oh oh when you're just that, walking yeah you know, if okay. you're, you point at the ground at all times or i remember one who with, taught you all this your parents my parents and then like friends that were kind of you know that i grew up with that you trusted just, and like that you. trust in they're like what are you doing you don't ever do that you know or right. you know i can't remember why i did it but one time i like looked down the barrel of it one time to kind of oh. I, I was like checking something to see if there's something in there and they're like what are you doing don't ever do that again like it's just it's a very it's it's a very thing that you have to be taught the right way and yeah. it feels and, like a lot of respect there and like is. honor and like yeah. what you're doing like where it's like you don't fuck around. If you yeah. want to be a part of this, you got to do it right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it should be treated like that yeah. because there are, even though there's guns, there's always going to be horror stories of the little, like the little brother that played with a gun and shot his brother's head off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my friend was shot by his best friend. And it happens, yeah. but they weren't taught wow. the reverence of this tool that needed, like what it, what people should treat it like is that there's this checklist, you know? Are you pointing at the ground? Is yeah. the safety on? Yeah. Is your finger off the trigger? Well, you saw that, yeah. Yeah, That's like, like... you have to go through all of these lines and it's like, okay, if I'm missing one of these, I'm fucked. But I still have two more yeah. to kind of, you know, but make sure I don't shoot this on accident. That and... feels like an analogy for a lot of things that we're given in life. Like, I, when you were Definitely. saying that, that made me think about, like, how you and I were just talking about how drinking is now... Um, a sense of like if, if you get fucked up every weekend you are like wow like you go dude when in reality i think that there's a lot of like if you want to be invited into this culture if you want to be properly understand the culture or even like psychedelic drugs that can help you have a realization it's like people are using it so wrongly that it's yeah. hard to find the good parts this, of things mm -hmm, that right. like are being used as tools like you said like drinking should be a social tool it can be a yes. uplifting thing but it's the minute that it's in the hands of the wrong people that want to 
abuse that power, it becomes this toxic poison. And it makes everything else look bad. And it's... Right. It's the same... Gun control, especially, is such a, like, controversial topic because, like, you have to have knowledge in the topic and, like... Because a lot of people say, okay, you need background checks. Everybody that says they're you need background checks, well, there are background checks. Right. I worked at a place that sold guns for four years throughout high school. There are background checks, and it's very thorough... People have to wait days before they get guns because they have to go through this long process and they're constantly bitching about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But we have that in place for a reason. And that's one big part about sometimes gets wrong in the whole gun control topic is we do have things in place. Could it be better? Yes. But so could everything. Everything you know? could yeah. be better. And that's just one thing that is commonly misconstrued yes because it's like we people go through a long process to get a gun whether it be wow. an ar whether it be a shotgun whatever it is they go through a process and it's not a mental health process but it's it's very thorough and it makes you know right. like people would pick up on something yes if it was, so, and if they're huh? flagged they can't get a gun well, something i don't understand then is how are these people who are shooting these kids who are shooting up schools how do they register a weapon under their names i would have to assume that it means that they're they are having access to something that's just a like a, a fluke story right yes and like i mean you'd have to bring up a specific story guys cut this out <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad moment. But um but yes, sometimes it's <laughs> so sorry. You're good, you're good. I just Natalie, really... pull yourself together. All right. No, Natalie. it was so bad because when you were talking I felt it happen and I was like, I'm oh, gonna I've cough. had that moment. I'm gonna before. cough and then you're just like maybe I can like hold it in and then you're like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Sorry, okay, go no, on. I was going to say, well, it depends on the situation. You know, some, like, if you're talking about school shootings, sometimes people take it from their parents when they're not locked up properly. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then another one is uh, gun shows, which are also kind of a weird, you know. Kind Outlier. Of, kind of a loophole, but I, I don't know much about gun shows. Um, what are gun shows? I, I can't really talk much about it. Um but it's pretty much a show where, you know, people sell their guns and maybe they have a big collection and it's more of like a, like an auction type of deal. It, it kind of, but it's like people that are really into guns and it's same. It's like a hobby. People that collect guns, they bring them to these gun shows and then people walk through and you can buy them. Mm. Um, and I bet a lot of people would like, if someone has their license, like, couldn't you just like someone who's planning to shoot up a school and won't get caught with it unless they're in that mm -hmm. situation probably would just buy it from someone like that that's sketchy yeah and it's just like these tiny loopholes that people get and it's for me guns are one of those things where it's like if someone has those horrific ideas and they want to do something like that it's probably gonna happen like regardless yeah i mean if you look at these cities that have the strictest gun laws 
they have a shit ton of violence. Chicago, you can't even own a gun. Really? And handgun? No, you can't have a gun. No, it's... it's I didn't know that. Guns are very strict in Chicago, and look at the violence that they have. Yeah. No, I'm not sure if you... Ed, I'll backtrack. I don't know if it's exactly you can't have a gun, but I know they have the strictest gun laws in the U.S. And look at the violence there. So, like, that's where <laughs> I kind of, like, correlate. It's like... What do we do? I don't know. So, but, Kyle, what do you think, like, where do you think the line should be drawn in the sand? Do you think, like, handguns should be allowed, but AR shouldn't? Or, like, certain attachments should be allowed? Or maybe more regulations, or, like, uh, background yeah. stuff in check, like maybe a psycho, psych eval- evaluation? Because you can't ban guns, but you, you also can't allow regular people to buy and own exactly. automatic ARs. Well, yeah. those are weapons of mass destruction. Well, really. you, you can't get automatic. No, automatic or legal. Bump stocks are legal. So bump stocks pretty much makes a AR automatic. Okay. So it's pretty... All guns in the U.S. are semi-automatic. You can't own an automatic gun. Um, but where you draw the line in the sand, it's like... I don't know. I'm for ARs. I'm for all guns. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it can be better. I don't know which aspects it can be better. I think our mental health situation right now is the biggest problem with this i'd agree with you um but and the thing about certain attachments is it's been explained by a bunch of different people well they ban a certain attachment well a company can just change that attachment just a tad bit and then put it on a gun and it's no longer the same attachment it's just got this little tweak to it right so it's like if you're gonna do it you gotta ban the whole thing outright which you can't at this point you're not going to ban guns you can't you can't do buybacks people aren't going to go for it it's not the way it's um but it's past the point of no return just like with like things like the atomic bomb or like the internet as soon as that idea is out there everybody has it everybody has atomic bombs everybody has access to the internet Mm -hmm. it's it's out of the bag how do we live with it Mm mm-hmm and what was that? We were talking about that recently. Like, why, or there was a podcast we were listening to about, like, why hasn't anyone actually, with uh, Alex Friedman? Yeah. It's like, why hasn't anyone actually used, like, they're talking about the Holocaust and, like, so why haven't people applied new, uh, is it nuclear warfare? Like, why yeah. hasn't someone pressed that button, actually? And it's because, right, because it's like. It, and it is just a button before the world erupts. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, if. If a few of the world's biggest nuclear weapons were used at the same time all over the globe, the earth would, like, explode. Yeah, Yeah. and I think it's the option that creates the power, you know? Yeah. To be able to say that I could. Right. But you need that, because if the U.S. didn't have nuclear weapons, it'd be over. Same with any other country. You need to build up that arms race. What's the extent of that? Found that out in the Cold War. And now we're fine, but... We spend a lot on our military. We do spend a lot on the military. I think we could spend less on the military. I mean, I don't know enough, so I actually can't say that, but... Neither um, do I. But no one really knows how nefarious the military actually is, what their involvement is with other countries in our domestic well-being. Like, who knows our interest with oils and, like, and how... I think people are would be scared to find out how tied... Our, do, our domestic well-being is with our military. But, yeah, like we haven't... Yeah. Sorry. Right, even right now, not in wartime. 
I think yeah. it is a very strong preventative force. Like, That's why we haven't maybe, erased it yet. Maybe it's the option of it. Like, we don't know a life where we don't have a good military. So it's like, if, if, if we lost those survival points, who would be next in line to be like, now we're going to, like, cut you off. Now we got you. And every other country is living in the same climate. But they're running that race, too. It's, yeah. It, it's important that we fund our military. And I think... Um, so, like, to put it into perspective, the reason why a lot of people say we police the world and the reason why we spend so much time in these other countries is because, like, we're trying to prevent another 9-11 from happening. And, like... And that was only, what, 19 years ago? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And we spend time in these countries so Jeez. these terrorist organizations don't flourish. Like, ISIS was a big thing. We put more money into our military and we fucking canned them in like two years like yeah. that's true they're not yeah. really there anymore and there's a reason for that is because we put more money into our military and now we don't have to worry about we have to worry about threats but also there's a reason why we do that because there are fucking radical forces out yes. there willing to take us out exactly dang i didn't even think about it that way it, it is though like because it's like if we're not if we don't have a presence in these other countries these organizations are going to thrive and, and then it's, it's just new problems like, exactly. like right now like i like right now our generation's thinking like we need to address mental health drugs like we need to address all yeah. these issues but the minute you take the focus that way then something else will come up to where you were losing focus so maybe and, it is good that we have the and, military and, and in a world where that's our problem is okay how how are we addre addressing mental health in our country how are we yeah. Getting people less obese. That is a luxury. Mm -hmm. And instead of worrying about, oh, defund the military, and then China's invading the United States. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, Jesus. And, th and that's, that's not coming from me. That's coming from people that I know in the military. And wow. they oh, really? actually have experience in. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like when they don't fund the military, it's like they're going to fight a war that's like they don't have the right tools for. But yeah. if we fund them like well, they can go and actually fight a war that they are confident in winning, especially against like ISIS and Taliban and other organizations in other countries that are trying to pretty much fuck us up and take us down. Damn. So it, it's a it's a weird line that you and a culture that maybe not is not um, there's not a lot of awareness for it. No. Because there's really, first of all... Because people can't stomach that shit. They can't stomach yeah, the idea no. of someone, a terrorist, getting waterboarded by... Like, people can't stomach that. And that's crazy to me. How, how do you, like, don't you find it weird how, like, the Taliban and ISIS recruit these people who have, like, nothing, and then they, like, bring them in and they teach them these ideologies and they, like, brainwash them pretty much. And it's and it's weird that some of these people are coming from the United States. Right? Really? Yeah. Well, there's people who are our age and they're going about their college and then they get contacted online. And they're, like, and then they basically convince them through emails and through, like, social media and just messaging Holy. them. Like, join ISIS. Our principles are supreme. You'll find peace in the afterlife. Come join us. Wow. And, and then they fly over there, and now they're a part of ISIS. And think about, like, if you're in that low of a place and you don't have a Hail Mary, like, you don't have, like, some, like, hope in your life, where are you going to go? Exactly. Your only option. 
Well, it's like these, o- these organizations give these people that have nothing. They're like, you know, they kind of slowly work their way, their way into their life. Like, oh, your daughter needs a wedding. Okay, we'll pay for that. But but there's always that extra favor that they need. Yeah. So and these people feel drawn to this organization, and it's, it's like, the same with like gangs almost. It's, it's the same with it's like the Jeffrey. Same it's the same with sex trafficking. Like yeah. sex, like the sex crimes going on. It's like that he uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I'm fascinated by, like I love Law and Order SVU. I think it's fascinating the psychology behind it because they're they're evil evil geniuses like they know how to manipulate people in a way that's like holy shit we have people in this world that can do this and have proven it and been able to get away with it for years but anyway he would get these young women who are also like some were adults like they were in their 20s and you think about like i think of myself and i'm like oh no like i I could stand up to someone like that but he was able to make them feel like family and take these vulnerable women who had never experienced the luxuries of fame fortune all these things whatever they needed in their life he somehow was able to provide it and then would rape them but get them into thinking that he was like friendly because then he would take them on picnics and then he would send them to france to do an art gallery that they had always dreamed of doing and then it was like is this just how the world is sickly and like i'm just yeah have to accept it and you know, but it's crazy because you think about all the corrupt things that are happening all the time. I mean, think about the people that live in a mentality that like this will make me happy. They're constantly chasing their tails. It's right. disgusting. Well, something that I find really gross about that upper that upper class of really wealthy people is that money stops becoming the currency that people seek. Right. And the new thing is like fulfilling these weird erotic fantasies. Yeah. And that's what the whole Jeffrey Epstein story is with this island where they have a bunch of young girls and celebrities get flown out and they like do sexual heinous things to these young girls to fulfill some sick fantasy. Because and no one and, and, to... and there's warnings of the Hollywood ring being that because I've heard rumors of. Uh, of actors in the 90s that would grow up and they would be groomed to be like sexually preyed upon by older people in Hollywood. That's disgusting. That is. They run this business where it's just feeding itself. It's horrifying. And that's the world that we live in. And like, it makes sense as to why our generation specifically is sick. Like, why we are all struggling so much, especially with COVID right now. I mean, hey, you were saying earlier, like, everyone's we, we kind of all agreed, like, everyone is suffering right now. And I think it's because we're being exposed to this world. And we're the ones that are supposed to fix it. Or, like, we feel that burden. Right. But this is, and I have, this is something that I have to remind myself of. Because it's like, if this is my burden to bear, it's like, I'll, like, every generation has its difficulties, has its, its story that it has to live out. And if this is our generation's living through COVID, what else unfolds for the next 60 years of our lives like we we have to, our everyone who has lived before us has had a story similar to that and maybe our grandfathers was world war ii yeah i'd rather do COVID than world war ii <laughs> yeah I'd rather do COVID than world war ii but i don't know i think everybody's got it tough right now i'm i'm very thankful that i'm in the position that i'm in i i I'm sure it's a way tougher for a lot of people out there. So, 
We're in North Dakota. It's North the, Dakota? It's the worst, and we got the least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not not quite to Florida's extent, but we got... In a normal pretty, world? <laughs> that's the thing. In a normal world, <laughs> like, North Dakota is, like, the worst place to be in the world. Right? But in COVID, it's, like, the best. Almost the best. Florida doesn't have any rules. Really? No, they're completely open. They've been having concerts, parties. There's nothing closed in Florida right now. So do you think... Do you think that we should be closing down the country right now with this new election term, this new? No. Mm-mm. I don't I don't think so. So you think we should keep things open and let things kind of play out? I think it's already here. I think we missed that shot. Yeah. I think that. Which is sad. Yeah, because as a country, it was selfish. It's frustrating. And I don't think we can fix that at this point. But I do think that we need to, instead, since we already made that decision, I think we need to take the steps to be mindful and of and aware of other people surrounding us and wear our masks. Because, sure, we accept, okay, we have to keep going about our lives, whatever. But with that comes new responsibilities. And people should adopt them and try and make them more natural. Like At least as hand a sanitizer. courtesy yeah. to other people. Because even if you're like, fuck it, I don't care if I get COVID. It's like, well, the ne- person next to you has a chronic illness yeah. and can't handle getting sick. And you know why they can't handle it? Because they have four kids at home to feed and they can't miss a day of work. You know, like those yeah. types of things where it's like people are so caught up in their own brain. They don't think about how this is going to affect another, another person's life and the people around them sick definitely how do you feel about the mask Kyle? do you think we should be there should be mandates on mass yeah i go back and forth on it i mean it's it's a it's a tough subject for me because it's like i have a grandpa and a grandma too and i don't want them to get sick but at the same time masks do work i mean they do it's not but everyone has to be wearing a mask yes and everybody has to be wearing one for it to work but also i'm to the point where i'm done with this shit like i'm just i want to get back to normal i really do but i do know you think we we'll ever get back to normal i heard on a radio station the other day they're like they we're never going back to normal like we're gonna have to live in this world where we can't shake hands we're gonna do this new thing things are gonna change no things things will go back to. they've already found a vaccine did you guys hear about that right but this is gonna come out well that's the thing this to me was sort of like a warning and this is the world that bill gates was warning us about for a long time really what do you say his his primary concern is like it's not going to be a super volcano that erupts it's not going to be a meteor it's going to be a pandemic that literally kills 75% of the people that it and it's super contagious and it's going to wipe us out. Dang. And he thinks the odds of that are is pretty good that it's going to happen within our lifetimes. Yeah. Which is scary. It's one of those things where you have to kind of like But it's a, it's just such a hard topic because like no matter who you have in power, this is something where people like, are going to suffer. People are going to suffer no matter what you do and it's like we've never this isn't something that is in the handbook to like, oh, this is how we take care of this. It's like, it's something unprecedented that we, the precautions and everything that happened earlier on in this virus, it's like, what what should we have done? And it's easy to look back at it and go, oh, we should have done this. But it's like, well, we look back on that and say, we should have done this, but would you have done that in that time? Right. So that that's where I kind of draw. It's like this is such a 
something that's never happened. Yeah. What about the plague? Well, the plague wiped out a lot of people, but we also didn't have modern medicine back then. We didn't have yeah. sanitation. We didn't have a, a ton of stuff that could have helped us prevent against it. Like, if COVID uh. were to happen however many years ago, it'd probably be pretty bad. But I don't The plague was a lot worse. Than it was COVID. a lot worse. COVID. Yeah. yeah. And COVID's something bad, and something like the plague could come back. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a new strain of it or... Hopefully this opens Jesus. eyes. Knock on wood. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Are we creating Sometimes a prophecy? Are we manifesting this? Bur- take out the <laughs> incense. Take it out. Yeah, Natalie lit some incense before this. We got the the vibes are immaculate. It's called Zen. Uh, this is a uh, ad towards uh, Earthbound Trading Co. Back in <laughs> Minneapolis. You guys have forever been my home. Great so. story. Nice. I can tell it again. We're, <laughs> we're currently doing this at 2 a.m. right now. That's right. It's a late night. It is a late and night. And hopefully we can get this up today on Sunday. Oh, shit. Sunday. Yeah, because right? it's Hayes' so... birthday. Woo-woo. Yeah. Do you know what time you were born? I think I was born at 9 o'clock. A.m.? Yeah, I had to fill out my um, my astrology. Oh, yeah. I So I'm really into astrology, guys. Um, I'm an Aries. Hayden's a Scorpio. Are, are you a Virgo? I don't know what I am. What, when's your birthday? Kyle doesn't believe September. in that shit. <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm not, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never got into well, it. Well, oh, I September. guess, yeah. Oh, September. I, I think a Virgo. Depends on when. Well, we can look at it another time. But yes, it, And then we can bring it on to the episode and talk about our compatibility. Because Kyle and I get along. Uh, we all get along very well. Yes. But I feel like Kyle and I have a... Je ne sais quoi. Like, oh, I don't. I don't want to take away from you two here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, oh, I see the bond. Okay. Okay. But Hayden is a Scorpio, and I think, and regardless of if you believe it, it or not, I don't know. I find it very interesting and fun to look at, um, and I think it's just another way that people can, as long as you don't use it as a, you're being. Scorpio right now or I, I'm a Scorpio that's why I'm a dick like I think it's um important because like Aries are known to be like angry people and that's very true and applicable to me um but I think it's another way to get to know yourself kind of like those personality tests where like you can come up with an answer that's like oh this is this is true about me and it, it kind of just is like a little tool that you can use to find out certain traits about yourself that you want to grow upon or like identify with and identifying with something always feels good so with Scorpios and Aries, their compatibility together, it's kind of interesting because it's like either a force to be reckoned with or they will like kind of butt heads because they're both very like leader type people and they mm-hmm. don't like to be fucked around with. So as long as they both have their egos in check, they actually get along very well. And I feel like you are someone who is not jealous and like... In some ways true mathematics like the kind that you know we we make those sweet sweet innovations with i'm talking astronauts on the moon i'm talking tvs where are you going with this that all comes from this true sense of mathematics and mathematic proofs and theories that greek philosophers were would think about and ponder about but the same thing that came from those people 
is astrology. Right. So which is interesting. And there were key fundamental aspects that were uncovered by the Greeks or the Egyptians or some of these very old civilizations. And they also had kind of like this off kilter way of assigning something that's in my view arbitrary like the sun or the moon and how they move and how it affects your personality because there's no way based on what i've been enculturated in and based on what i've been fed for my entire education career there's no way that astrology can make sense to me Hmm. but it's also the same thing that i've been indoctrinated into that's canceling that out does that make sense Sure. Yeah. I think I just keep my eyes open to everything, I guess. And like whatever makes me feel good. And if it's like healthy and it's not, it's kind of just like faith, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing to, I mean, like, okay, I'm completely open that I believe in crystals and I, cause like the, it's believed in Native American culture and in, um, uh, well, a lot of like, uh, uh what are they called? Um, spirit healers i think they are or like um spiritual healers will believe in like the uh value within uh, crystals and having healing healing properties so like energy healers that's what i'm looking for i'm sorry i've i've lost my sense of speaking at this point and i'm really embarrassed because of the it's all good okay um locked in i'm sorry you're making sense okay good good. i just feel really lost but (laughs) Um, anyway, crystals are really great to like find that. And, and it's like, it doesn't hurt anyone for me to have a dollar crystal in my pocket that I rub when I need to think about whatever that may represent. And I learn more about it because I think it's interesting. And if I put faith in it, is that really that big of a deal? Because right. it's like, that's how I find my faith is through these certain representations or those types of things. And like, you might find that in fact, and I don't always find it in the truth or like, you know, reality, as we say, mm. you know, that's interesting. I think that's it's like how people learn differently. You know, do you think that's a real thing? I think people believe in what makes them feel good. And but do you think chasing that what makes you feel good is the primary principle of so, being? I think you need a balance between both so i think like kind of like how i told you it's nice to be around you who has a lot of analytical um you find value in analytic and analytic analyses and science math fact Uh um and then i I bring a little bit of the dreamer to that which is a little bit more of the creativity and the spirit but like having that balance has opened my eyes to many things I wouldn't have seen before. And I would say that it's affected you in the same way, which I think is the whole point of life totally. is to yes. find that. Because yeah. I think regardless of what life we're living, we're always going to go on this ride and bump into other people. And it's the order that you bump into them in and how they affect you that determines like what you can become and where you can go and what you can do. Totally. Um, I think that... I, ever since you showed me, Hayde, that um, video of like, or you were explaining to me, I think, how sound travels, because I, mm-hmm. you, you took physics in high school, and I, I never did, and I was like, fascinated by being able to like, learn about it. Um, 
I that's how I that's my analogy for meeting other people because I always told people that oh I just feel an energy from people and I never knew how to explain it but now I explain it as like people are all at a certain frequency in certain seasons of their lives and if you jive with someone else I think they're at the same they're moving at the same frequency as you and when you clash with someone it's because you're in you are flowing with different frequencies and that's how I see it now as this energy sense that I can't usually explain I just see it as like those lines that you showed me for like is that like colors too or those things so that's yeah so that's how I see it now and that's how I explain it to people when it may not make sense when I'm like I feel this energy or it's it's just a feeling that I get when I meet certain people you know and other people would call that intuition you know and there are that's what I find so interesting about things like chemistry or physics or anything that takes this this these guidelines. You're playing this game of mathematics and there's rules and there's boundaries within it. But you can move things around and you can change things and you can test things. And then you apply the physical world to this abstract game that you're playing. Yeah. And it becomes really weird because you can extend our normal perception outside the boundaries of just seeing color or seeing space or counting on your fingers mm-hmm. like you can you can really get down to the bare bones reality of things right but with that comes a comes an ability to see into infinity because as soon as you take subjects like calculus where you start to conceptualize what infinity and negative infinity can look like and you, you get into a crazy realm you know, like looking into that can be really nihilistic. Do you Is think? it hot in here? Because then you, you yeah, run into these scientific okay. conclusions that are self-defeating. Do you think time travel is real? Um, did you know it's easier to travel forward in time than it is backward in time? You, you can't travel back in time. Are you sure about that? Yes, I believe so. I believe I, I've, I'm pretty damn sure that traveling back in time is not possible why is that i'm not sure the science behind it but i know traveling forward in time is like the the analogy i saw was if you have two people with the same exact watch and one is sedimentary and is just sitting down and one gets up and maybe does a sprint they're actually the the time on their watches actually changes now it is so minimal that you wouldn't be able to see it but it does change and actually the person moving slows down time really damn what isn't that the whole theory like the theory of like special relativity in motion yes because if you're traveling at the speed of light outside of earth and around earth for however many years you go for five years and then you come back to earth maybe and i don't know the exact proportion but maybe 20 years pass on earth mm-hmm. like you ex- an astronaut oh, is that like interstellar that's exactly the story it's, it's very similar yes yeah. and it's so weird to like think about that like like how how someone like just how time works and how right. i don't know it's, it's just weird and we're me. living in this stream and then there's and we're there's, slaves to time we are slaves to time, but there's ways that we might be able to sort of hack it because we've hacked things before. That's the thing. That's the thing about humans. We've hacked also. <laughs> we flew a rocket. There's this rock that no one can touch that spins around our rock. 
and we're stuck to this rock and we can jump and we can do whatever. And then we built this thing that shot fuel out the back and we fucking flew it and landed on the moon. We right. did that. Like, Wait, it, what? It, we hacked kidding. the confines <laughs> of our physical reality. We hacked it, but like looking back at it, it's like, okay, think of what we're going to have in the future now. And they're going to look back and be like, do you remember how they got to the moon the first time? Right. Think Wait, about that, right? Do you right. think that there are aliens that watch us and think like, Jesus, they're so slow? I don't know. I, I don't know. Because what if they're behind what we are and maybe we're... Well, how would they get here? Exactly. I, okay. I don't think that we've been contacted by, well... I don't think so. I go back and forth on this all the time. I don't think so. I think people chalk up the conclusion to aliens too quick when maybe it could be something else that's even more beyond our comprehension. Oh my gosh, I can't think that much. It's like mind-boggling to me. And I can't even like see in my head when you guys explained time just now about like if we leave Earth. Like so you have to explain that to me like four times and like draw it out for me to understand it because I still don't get it. But at the same time, you have ability like we all have brains and we all have limited capacity within them. But we specialize in different things just by going about our lives and interacting with things. Yeah. Because you learn things all the time and you relearn things and then you unlearn things. So your mind probably perceives reality and you see things and you see patterns in a way that I could never. Yeah. Like not to be rude, but like with cleaning, I, 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 I honestly, no, I'm not playing guys. I, I'm wondering if there's something connected within where my, where that is triggered in my brain to the part of me that organizes languages because languages i pick up like that it's easy so what is that organizing like what part of my brain is lighting up and then also lighting up when i'm cleaning things and making everything in order and like folding things because i do it so like precisely you know definitely different people different people have the uh a more a better ability to maybe learn different languages and they say that after you learn one language it's actually Hell of a lot easier to learn multiple different languages, and it's just they follow uh, similar patterns. Yes, exactly, and you're working the same part of your brain. Right. And it is interesting that women, like well, females, when they're they start to pick up on languages about a year or two earlier than men or boys do, Hmm. which is interesting. So there is a linguistic capability within, like every like there's margin of errors and there's statistic probability within all of this, but. Overall, they pick up languages a lot faster than we do. Do you think men pick up STEM faster than women? Uh, Is that? It hasn't been proven, but we do have more. We do have more gray matter in our brains, which makes us more like our reaction times quicker and our response to muscles quicker. Like our. our peripheral nervous system, so the one running throughout our whole body and not just in our brain, Mm -hmm. is a little bit more efficient than women's. That's why we're generally better at athletics. But are there more men in the STEM fields? Um, Do you know the statistics on that? There are. So I don't know what the U.S. statistics are, but I do know experiments that – I do know of experiments that have been run in different countries – so, for example, in countries in the, uh, like, this, like, how was it? Like, Nordic countries, like, uh, 
Sweden, Sweden, Finland, Norway, Mm -hmm. countries like that. They've tried to uh, equalize things as much as they possibly could between males and females and their differences. So, for example, like they would they would give more women the opportunities more than any other country. And they said they were wanting to encourage women in STEM careers, but they actually sorted themselves more different than any other country that has ever equalized things that much. So the experiment failed generally. Yeah. It's like we thought this thing would happen where everybody's no, as as soon as you get a chance and as soon as you're encouraged into a culture, you'll you'll respond to that and you'll get that positive success feedback loop and chase that outcome. And then you'd have equal number female engineers and equal number male en- engineers. But it, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that and because people are wired differently and people do what they want to do. Do you think men overall are more prone to being good at like analytical thinking? I, well, I, I believe women and men are like when it comes to thinking, there's no difference in IQ. That's oh, right. sorry. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, like, your... uh, no, like in like perspective, like I tend to have like women tend to be more like or in my opinion, tend to be more like prone to like being good, better at creativity and like thinking in terms of like language and emotion, emotionally right. driven versus like men. It's like practicality and is, is that spatial what I'm reasoning but generally are skills that lie under the masculine category okay. yeah but it, and when you get like the emotional aspect that's just estrogen you know women have more estrogen in their body definitely that, oh i see okay well we're wired for different capabilities to fuel the success of our species exactly it's like men serve a role women serve a role i'm not saying we like know. women can't like and there's there are thrive in right. stem or like like those types of fields i was just curious if like overall because of like certain studies that have been done about our bi biology like yeah. is there an overall statistic that like can be challenged or not well, well and i actually found i don't know did you did you read much on the the countries that tried to equalize the workplace so like the engineer thing you know they want 50 percent women and 50 percent men and it actually what happened was well it? well and i found it well and it's like okay if it's predominantly a field of men yeah and say you have a company that 100 men apply to it right and then you you also have maybe 10 women that apply to it and say it's an engineering place well statistically who do you think is there a broader category to choose from a candidate that might be better fit? Definitely. So there's more men applying and say there's 10 people who are selected for like being a good engineer. Yes. The likelihood that it's out of the pool of a hundred men versus the 10 women, it's going to be 10 times as likely. And, and, and it doesn't make sense for the engineering firm to all of a sudden say, okay, we need to equalize our workplace. So let's hire these women, even though, we have a broader category of men to hire from well we got to push them off to the side even though they're more qualified maybe yeah um and that, or vice versa and and but and it goes vice versa it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't make sense to pick and choose depending on your gender what to equalize it's like just go with the person that is more qualified to do the job because that even if from a company standpoint i if I was the owner, I would want someone that's most qualified regardless of their gender, race, ethnicity. People do that based on race too. Like yes. even with colleges. Like 
I am an ideal person to uh, attend a college because I am both Native American mm-hmm. and Latina. So racially and uh, ethnically, I am a minority. And so the, the logic, I raise that. Percentage. The logic behind that move toward like giving scholarships to people who in the past have been unfairly marginalized like black people native american people for example that you mentioned because mm-hmm. you are yeah and you received probably i'm guessing money from the state to fund your education right and if i went to school in uh michigan which is where my tribe is from i could go to any school there for free if i got in that's a tribe next how do you too. feel about that do you think that's um i feel a little guilty yeah. i would say because i don't think i have personally experienced the same suffering that members of my tribe would and so in order to find peace with that i do try and be involved in the in the um tribe and like read my newsletter that comes out and understand just what's going on within my community because it did affect my grandpa like and he's a part of my life grew up very poor you know a lot of people within my family have died due to drugs and alcohol abuse and or suffered from either one and it's like did that originate because of how my family grew up i mean it but definitely didn't hurt so i think that that's a huge thing for me is just because personally i haven't felt the repercussions i feel a responsibility to be involved in the positives of the culture and help as much as i can but i do feel guilty if that means that i'm taking away from a native american that can't even get out of you know michigan and wants to you know yeah do you think but i think because i'm involved and i'm more than 15 percent, i don't think of it as like oh i'm just trying to throw in my little 0.01 because i've i've felt the repercussions and i've learned about my culture yeah yeah and there was a there was a small chance that i'm native american so i applied for those scholarships and it was kind of as a joke because i was in high school i was like mm-hmm. you know what I'm going for it. I'm getting that full ride. <laughs> like I told my friends, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a good time. Hopefully I get the scholarship. And then like, I realized like, shit, this is not something that I need to be toying around with. Cause it's like, I feel like it's sending a message to like the United States that the, like these incentive programs are put in place for good moral reasons. It's just people might abuse that. Right. And personally, when I when I applied for mine, I showed that I had a like I have an ID for being a, a Sault Ste. Marie uh, member, and it um, they responded with me writing an essay as like like what what I wh- why my ethnicity. Uh, like, what does that mean towards my education? And for me, it, it does mean something. I want to be someone who can, because I, a huge part of um, the Chippewa tribe that I, that hurts me, that is dying, is that you can't learn a lot about it and you can't learn the language and language is really important to me um, because a lot of it was not, it's not written. And, you know, because of like colonizing, you know, young Native American children, it's been hard to like it's dying the culture is dying so for me i said in my essay was that like within opera and within these things that i pursue i would like to find 
Native American music that I can like study and learn about. And I'd also like yeah. to be just someone that can um, give back to my community with whatever success I can have. And also just being someone to vocalize about my community with whatever um, like social platform I'm involved in. Like if I become a professional opera singer, I would be very vocal about um, my heritage because it is a huge part of who I am and how I find my identity. And that's a way, like, ad, it, you talk about, like, being an advocate for change in a positive direction. People climb that ladder all the time and then steer the ship in a direction because they think it's best for the people, best to preserve the culture. Right. And that's a, a justifiable reason to do something. Right. It gives your life a, a goal, and I think a lot of people are missing out on that. You know, yeah. A lot of people feel lost. And I feel I'm very connected to learning about culture in general, no matter if it's mine or not. Um, and that's why I, I pursue a French major as well. Like I'm fascinated by French culture and the language. And so I think that it just opens doors for me. I, I, I think if I wasn't so connected to the Native American culture, I wouldn't have used it as much. But I grew up... Um, learning about it and like having a dream catcher in my room which is mm -hmm. like you know for other people it's like oh really like you actually do that but it's for I me did, it was I had a dream catcher too yeah you know like <laughs> some too, yeah. some people have them but mine i got from my from, from michigan and i like hung it above my bed and i believed in that and it was kind of a little like reminder of my grandpa who's native american and like was he had moccasins you know he had um, all sorts of like, uh, I'm trying to think of the other things that he would have, but he had, a. am I'm, I'm totally blanking right no, that's now, okay. but certain, um, certain things that we would do or certain phrases like, uh, so Chippewa is a part of like Ojibwe or Anishinaabemowin is the, um, language. And so when I have my, uh, newsletter that I get sent to me every month, I read about what's going on within the community, like how they're keeping like outreach, like important events that are occurring. And um, they have a section for language. And I would always try and learn one thing and then share it with my grandpa and then share it with my family because none of us know the language. Um, but, you know, just those little things. And I think I'm far from knowing everything, which everyone is, but I, I like to make sure that that is known that I know that I, I don't know everything about my culture, but it's on, on my list to do for sure. The Native, the Native American culture is really interesting in general. It is. Yeah. yeah. I actually went to a Native American reservation for yeah. a week. That's cool. Oh yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, it was very sad though. It is. It was very sad. And a lot of people and and there's places like that all over america little pockets of poverty where they they don't have access to the ladder yeah. they don't have access to the connections or the a way out or a school system that cares about them so they're they're fucked you know yeah that's tough and we don't know what to do with these people and that's where i feel guilty you know for those people right but, and that, but that's an interesting like because is the way out compassion or is the way out it's like we don't really we haven't found an answer for that yet as a human race because there's always going to be people that stack up at the bottom and did they stack up unfairly or did they stack up because they made the wrong choices 
And it's kind of like an endless loop too. Yeah. And it's it's hard to see and watch because I I grew up on one, right next to it. What was that like? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, my school was uh, probably fifty percent Native American. So. That's cool. I didn't yeah, know so, that. So we had powwows a lot. That's yeah. awesome. It, it, it was like it was like a. Oh yeah, it, they'd call the whole school down. We'd have powwows and. Oh, that's cool. It was, yeah, it, it was interesting to learn about it, and I really got opened up to a different culture. At How did age. your perspective change from like maybe you had some preconceived notions about the culture, and then they changed over time by being yeah. I mean, I learned a lot, and I saw a lot, especially because like I also played basketball on an all Native American team my senior year. Oh wow! So like it, it was like a summer ball, so I was actually. Like I was practicing in like a I was practicing in a reservation like that, territory yeah well I don't call it territory but well yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> no I, I but know you what know you what mean. I mean like, like within was, their because it's it's sovereign you know oh like, yeah they have no their own yes, laws and stuff, yes so that's why do. I say it's like their territory yeah pretty you know? much yeah I, I'd go to these basketball tournaments I was like the only white kid yeah. in the whole freaking tournament <laughs> it was weird but it, it was kind of cool at the same time but uh, they make fun of you kyle yeah well <laughs> thing is so like growing up like throughout high school like i picked up on a lot of words that they would say because like they would tell teachers certain words that like the teachers want to know too we like like within their own language yeah that's what I find really interesting, too, yeah. about Hawaiian culture from, like, the 60s or the 70s before it was really popularized. They spoke – it was this – what was it called? Um, it was this, like – it was this native tongue, and they would have special words for different things. And they'd talk – when people would not yeah. – Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the same way with Native It was Americans. similar. And when I played basketball, you know, I'd, I'd have people call me certain th- – I, I still, to this day, don't really know what they were saying, but I assume it wasn't the best, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're talking – you know, people talk shit on the court, and I, t- I used to talk shit on the court too, but they would just say it in a different language that I didn't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it, it was kind of – it was funny, but it was also kind of like, uh it, – it was a little – it was a, it was an awesome experience. I'll just say that. That's, cool, That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was – I've, I've learned a lot about the culture. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Natalie's taught me a lot, too. So yeah. Really a lot about just kind of like for my dad, he uh, is actually planning to get a tattoo on his right form of our, like, uh, flag. Um, and it's just cool to see how they are so – they're such – it's like a, such a resourceful culture, and they are so respect- – They, how I always explain it is that we are – nothing but a reflection of the universe on earth and so it's so much respect for earth and for energy and for the living things around us and i think that that's something that we lack in our day and age is that you know oh we ran, run out of this we'll make some more yeah. this way you know like they're just yeah. so resourceful and everything that's, that they use is like has they, worth they would kill a buffalo and they would literally use every single part of it yeah. for some utility and i think that that mindset can bleed into other culture areas that are helpful. Right. It's like, it's, a, we, it's we a good do mindset. Miss that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, guys, I think that's a pretty good episode right there. That was, that's pretty decent. I'm so tired. I, we're all tired. It's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully this will be up soon.
Uh, peace out, it guys. Is. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Hayden. Stay. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. Thank you. And stay safe, stay healthy. Um, and don't fall into a depressed state during this COVID time. And if you do, call. Just call Eight, Hayden. Six, seven, five, <laughs> three, oh, nine, yes. nine. All right. Boom. Are you sure? Peace.